<laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. Until it gives me permission to spend, I think, fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it can get expensive. I love my bride. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm not stepping in the middle of this one. No, don't, no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. We just gonna see how long this lasts because he got about three or four now, so yep. <laughs> he got work to do. Yeah, all right. Got that. Got hey, that. Leon, you, you, Leon, you gotta make me look good with the editing, man. Like, work your magic, make me look good. All right. Oh man, yeah, I'll, I'll make you nice, look nice and shiny. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Put a cloud above your head. Who was that? Who was that? Hardcore rapper, but he's shiny. You no, know, he was talking about just Jeremy Fox talking about LL Cool J because he's yep. licking his lips. And he said that hardcore rapper, but he's licking his lips. LL Cool J is always licking his lips. <laughs> oh man, I gotta watch that again. I gotta watch that comedy show. Okay, so thank you so much for doing this. Um. I, I don't know where this idea came from. It must have been, it's got to be a Jesus thing. Um, I, I was sitting down racking my brain trying to figure out how can we motivate people to take their first step, whether it's with me or whether it's with us or or anybody, how can we get them past? And uh, one of the things that just kept coming up was people's excuses, like, and everybody had a different one. And I was mm. like, how can we really like combat that? And I said, why don't we why don't we create a community of well-known and aspiring, you know, to be great entrepreneurs who've done their first deal yeah. and let them tell their first deal story from their perspective. And it's my hope that as of course, I interview clients and students, but as anyone around the world wants to get into real estate, they can come to my first deal story podcast and relate and get past whatever's been holding them back. I love yeah. it. I love it. Love it. Love it. By the way, as, as an aside, I know we're recording this already. Um, and Leon's going to work his magic as an aside, make sure, be, have you guys gone live yet? Have you gone public with the podcast? Uh, -uh. we did okay. a live to announce the podcast is okay. coming, uh, soon. What last week? Yeah, but it's did, not on, it, it, it's not, it's not, on it's not published yet. It's, it's not, on, it's not published. This is super important. Your first episode should be an episode about, who you guys are and yes. what you just highlighted right there, the, the motivation, the why behind this podcast, you need to tell that story, but elaborate on it. Yes. Oh, episode, okay. In other words, episode zero, zero, zero or episode zero, episode one, however you're going to call it needs to be when somebody goes to my first deal story.com podcast and they need to hear who you guys are and why you created this podcast. So what, yeah. basically what you just told me, but like make a story out of it. And that needs to be episode one. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Don't, don't just launch into like, Hey, here's Greg Pinio kind of thing. Cause people yeah. are like, well, what's this podcast about kind of thing? Yeah, no, I think that's dope. I'm glad you said that. Cause we were actually going to interview each other. Cause we both have different first deal stories. So if we could do that yeah, first, what you first. said, do that first. And then we'll start it with ours and then go into everybody else's. So we start with like six episodes, but it's, it. the whole thing tells a story. I'm glad you said that. That's yeah, dope. I mean, obviously, do whatever you guys want. It was just, it would just be my strong suggestion to make that first episode speak to a person about, hey, who are who's Brittany and Leon, and why? Like, what's this podcast about? Why is it unique? What's different about it? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we gotta get our uh, thumbnails and artworks to look as great as yours, man. It's you it, got yeah. people for that. That's, yeah. and that, that, that's just leaning on the right people, man. I have no artistic <laughs> bone in my body. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So he need to make some more money. That's what he's trying to say. You got to 
<laughs> he's, he's got this. He's got this. He really does. I'm really proud of him. Yeah, yeah. Allocate funds towards that if you want to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the structure of this podcast is it's fairly shorter. I mean, go please elaborate, tell your story. I, I don't want to do that a disservice at all by cutting it off. But um, the, the structure is introducing, we'll, well, of course, we'll introduce um, ourselves and just a light touch of who you are to us. Then we'll ask you to introduce yourself. And then we'll just go into the find, get, close framework of your first okay. deal where you break down how you found it, how you got it, how you close it, how it worked for you. And then the last question will be uh, pertaining to what was a limiting belief that you had to overcome or that you even still overcome to this day to, to you know, to stay engaged in the state, to stay uh, moving forward. Okay. So okay. that's simple. And then we'll ask how people can, of course, um, reach out to you um, or ask questions. And that's it. Easy breezy. I, I, I'm in your hands. You know me. I'm an open book. So you, you guys lead the way and I'll follow. Love okay. it. Love it. Love it. Wait, let me get my hair right. Your hair? Your hair's fine. <laughs> your, 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 your hair's good. Leon's the one. Leon's got to get his hair. He's got a little something up here. I don't know. No, I'm yeah, I told him he was a little fuzzy. We're not editing this. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to get Leon faded up a little bit. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing oh, with you. I love our coach. She's awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> and that's what you need. Mm -hmm. All right, so you want to you want to pop off or what you what you want to? Oh, do? that's a pop off. Yeah, be snap me snap on you real quick. Yeah, let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's do this. You want me to do? It? No, I'm, I'm gonna start. You sure? Start. You not raspy? It says Leon and Brittany Thompson. <laughs> this is the this is gonna be the 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 vibe with this podcast because because oh, yeah. she's killing yeah. it super like I feel like it was rigid. I want to have fun. I want to laugh. Have fun. Oh, yes. Thank have you. Fun. There we go. All right. Let's kick it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Leon. I'm Brittany. And welcome to MyFirstDealStory.com. First <laughs> we're a pleasure to be here with Alex Pardo. Yeah, and yeah. Let's go. He's going to be killing it today. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his story. It's such an honor to have him here. He's actually one of my personal mentors, bringing out personal mentors and coach. Uh, from uh, He'll tell you a little bit about how we found him, how we got connected to him. But, guys, it's my honor and my pleasure to have Alex Pardo on this podcast today. Woo! I Alex Pardo in the building. You know, I had to ad lib a little bit. <laughs> it's you the respect. Got, <laughs> you guys are amazing. I got to tell you, and, and you know, I've – I've been on a number of podcasts before, and I don't know that I've ever been as proud to be on one as I am to be on this one, because I, I've just I've been able to walk alongside you guys for the last couple of years. And there's been so much growth and maturity. You guys are incredible people. You have huge, huge hearts, both of you. Uh, and it's just uh, it's just awesome to support you and watch you guys grow. Oh, man. Thank you. You thank are the you. bomb. I, I I mean, I feel like we should redo the intro just to make sure we give him more credit. Like, because he's just, nah, he's stop just passing the ball. <laughs> Please, not, this I'm isn't just, even about me at all. So. Where's that special effect button real quick? <laughs> 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 well, well, we're going to have some thank fun. You. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you being here. And I really can't wait to dig into your first deal story. So 
you know, without further ado, tell them who you are, where you are, and let's let's get into this thing, man. Well, I will keep this as brief and, and short and sweet as possible. And then you guys feel free to prompt me along. Like you said, this is your show. And I'm, I'm just grateful that you guys are, are kind of leading the way here. But uh, yes, name's Alex Pardo, uh, born and raised in Miami. My, uh, my background, my entire family's from Cuba. However, my sister and I were born here in the States. We were the, the first ones. And, uh, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't have a bone chilling kind of rags to riches story. And I also don't, was very fortunate that I didn't grow up in poverty. You know, I was a middle-class family. Uh, I got a lot of work ethic from my parents. You know, my parents came from Cuba when they were younger. And so obviously they experienced communism and what's that, what that's like. And, uh, and I think they just instilled in me an attitude of gratitude. My parents are not entrepreneurs. You know, they always worked for someone. Uh, but one thing they did pass along, they, they passed along a lot of great values and qualities, but one of those was to just be very grateful for what you have. I think too many times we are focused on the things we don't have mm-hmm. and, uh, we need to lean into more and just be grateful for what we do have. Uh, yeah. now having said that, it's not to say that, you know, you don't, you need, you don't need to have ambition and go after the things you want because it's out there for you. You can have whatever it is you want. Uh, if you're very intentional, you surround yourself with the right people and you put the work in. But yeah, so anyways, uh, you know, for me, I uh, I think I was kind of hit with the entrepreneurial bug when I was, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. I, I've shared this story many times before, but I would um, I was always into sports and baseball and I would buy baseball cards and I would flip them for like an extra 50 cents or an extra dollar. And I kind of like the idea of buying something and then making a little bit of money. I didn't know it was called the wholesaling at the time. Uh, and then fast forward, I don't know, seven, eight years, you know, I got into college. I started doing pretty well in college. And then I had companies like uh, Johnson and Johnson and General Electric that, uh, were interested in me. So, and that sounds super fancy, but trust me, there's nothing fancy <laughs> and sexy about it. At the time I thought I was like, like the cool kid on the block. At the time I'm like, I- I'm all about this. I got it. And then I got in and then I got a, t- a job with GE and I remember like, this is not sexy. This is not glorious. Uh, you know, I I was averaging, I don't know, at 22 years old, I was working for corporate America. I was averaging 70, 80 hours a week. And, uh, yeah. And I've always been someone, Brittany Leon, that I've been pretty decent. I'm bad at a lot of things, but I'm pretty good at a couple of things. And one of those things is, um, knowing what I want and then figuring out how to reverse engineer the process to to figure out how to get to where I want to go. And I looked at my boss, all the way up the ladder to where one day I aspired to be. And it was just so clear cut for me. I'm like, that's not the kind of job I want. That's not the career I want. And that's not the, the lifestyle I want to have, mm, you know, where yeah. you, you barely get to see your family, you know, uh, holidays you're working. It just, it wasn't, that wasn't for me. I always knew God had something bigger for me. Uh, anyways, finished off that two year program. I went backpacking around Europe and it was in Europe while I was $7,000 in the hole, I was financing the entire backpacking trip on my credit card where a buddy of mine invited me to a, to a marketing for deals bootcamp. And, uh, and I'll, I attended that bootcamp and did my first deal two months later. So I'll kind of pause there. Cause I'm sure you guys have some questions. Wow. Wow. Backpacking through Europe. Okay. That sounds fan- So far, it sounds like a very fancy story. I must yeah. say. Alex. I don't know. Good. So, so let, let me, let me, clear, let me clear something up. Let me, let me prove to you how non-fancy this was. <laughs> I have slept. I have legit. This is a true story. I have pictures. I have slept under a bridge. I have slept outside of a hostel door. 
I have slept on the floor. I have slept in hostels with strangers six inches from me. Um, we were not, when I tell you we were like roughing it, we were legit roughing it. Um, wow. I've slept under the rain. So don't, don't get it twisted. We were not staying like in nice hotels or even the holiday inns. Like we were roughing it for three and a half months, but I was single, I was young and, uh, it was a different time in my life. So I'm grateful for that, that chapter of my life. Wow. I think that's yeah. so cool. Okay. And and, now, and we're going to touch on how you got introduced to this course and how you were able to do your first deal. And so I want the audience to kind of hear something. And I, I, y'all may not think like me, but when I hear, if, if I didn't hear about you backpacking and I just heard a friend invited you to a meeting and you ended up getting involved and you end up getting yeah. a deal, I would say, man, you had it pretty easy. But I feel like in hearing you speak, if you rewind that a little bit, if you include that time, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking incorrectly here, but I'm sure while you were backpacking, there was some there was some self develop, some personal development that you had to be experiencing in that, that season. Yeah. So let, let me just share something. I think this will be this is important to add for 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 context. You know, you're right. I think the way I kind of just quickly glossed over a lot of the pain points. It sounds like, oh, this dude was like living life, going from country to country. He comes back to Miami. He does a deal. Um, let me just share with you that when I left GE, I was 25 years old. I moved back into my parents' house at wow. 25 years old. And I don't know about you, but that's for me, that's not how I drew it up in my head. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to graduate double major. I'm going to go work for this great company. And then I'm going to quit and then move back into my parents' house with not much money to my name. Um, in fact, quite honestly, I kind of felt like a bit of a failure at that time. Yeah. But I, I knew that there was something bigger for me. I just didn't know what that was. And I was kind of trying to figure myself out if that didn't make any sense. And so I had this opportunity yes. to go backpacking. It's interesting you said personal development because up until, and I don't think I've ever shared this on my podcast, which is really interesting. I was 25 at the time. I had probably read, I could count on one hand how many books I've read from the age wow. of one to 25. My, when I was 25 backpacking around Europe, I read a handful of books, Thinking Grow Rich, uh, Thinking Grow Rich being one of them. And that was the genesis of like, me getting immersed in personal development and having this like deep desire to be the best pa uh, person I could possibly be. Mm. Wow. That's wow. so good. It and is. So yeah. it just to highlight the importance of no matter if you didn't start getting into personal development and speaking to the audience, no matter if you didn't start getting into that personal development, whether you entered real estate or before you entered real estate, yeah. It's a non-negotiable. It has right. to happen yes. to, to have that success. Yeah. So I hope that people hear that, that they don't hear bits and pieces. You, you, you can't cheat it. You, there is some, 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 some real estate in the mind that has to be rewired. Look, Correct. wells have to be dug. Yes. Stuff got to be removed. Stuff got to be planted in order to assist on that journey to success. So I, I yeah. wanted to make sure that they... We're blessed by that piece. So they hear your story, but then they hear in the underlying, okay. Part about Think and Grow Rich is also, too, about growing inside. Yes. Not about yeah. just growing your wealth and growing things that you possess. It's about growing in your mind. What's in between uh, this six inches of real estate, you know, between your ears? Yes. The, that's the most that. valuable. And that's so well said, uh, Leanna Brittany. I appreciate you guys filling in the gaps because that is the most valuable real estate you could possibly possess 
It's what's in between your ears because it's one of my favorite quotes. And I don't know if it was Thomas Edison or I'm probably butchering who said it, but whether the man that thinks he can, the man or woman that thinks he can or thinks he can't, they're both right. So choose wisely. That has always resonated with me. A hundred percent. And it's biblical. Yeah. As a man think of, so is he. Yeah. So I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it comes. The wisdom comes. So you can you can only get so far. True. true um. True. So thank you yeah. for for allowing us to go deeper there and, and sharing and being transparent there. So now now we can talk about how you found God in closure in closure first. Still talking yeah. about this course. So how did how did we get from backpacking to now I'm sitting in this training? Did, is this a ticket thing that you had to purchase? Yeah. Or? So check Tell this out. It. So I'm in Ibiza. And I'm 25 years old. I'm single. I'm with another buddy of mine. We're, we're partying. We're in Spain. And um, once a week, I would stop into an internet cafe and I would check my email. And in this email, a good friend of mine, Ray Gonzalez, who I've had on my show, um, sent me. He said, hey, there's this uh, Dave Lindahl, who's a big commercial apartment guy at the time, was putting on a two-day book boot camp in Atlanta called Marketing for Deals. It was $997. All right. Now, again... For some people, that may be a lot of money. For others, that's nothing. For me, that could have been $97,000 because right. I, I was in debt. I, I didn't, my net worth was negative $7,000 and I was moving back in with my parents as soon as this trip was over. Like, just not a good look, right? Uh, so, but I knew that to me, that was like, we have these defining moments in our life where you can like take the road less traveled as Robert Frost talks about, or you can go this way. And for me, I'm like, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? And the pain of actually going out and getting a job was greater than anything else I could face. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to do this because I've always been interested in real estate. One of those handful of books that I read when I was out there was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like so many others. And so I was very intrigued by real estate. And I, you know, we've all seen that quote of what percentage of millionaires and billionaires have real estate in their portfolio. And so I knew real estate was it for me. And so I said, okay, if not now, when, right? Like you can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. So paid the 997, put it on my credit card. I think it was like a $10,000 limit up in, at that point now it was at eight grand. So I had a couple grand left for some marketing. Um, mm. And it was all about marketing for deals, uh, door knocking, uh, direct mail, cold calling. There wasn't text messaging back then, but those were the three main ways that they taught marketing for deals. And uh, I got back home, Brittany and Leon, this is so ghetto, but it's the truth. I'm going to keep it real. It was a binder. This It says marketing for deals, right? And there's different marketing ways to, to, to do deals. Postcards was in there, yellow pages, like stuff like that. Um, there was a pre-foreclosure letter. It was a very simple letter. I literally, I didn't even think to just open up the binder and then take the thing out. I literally ripped it out of the thing. I went to Kinko's and I made copies of these pre-foreclosure letters. That became my first direct mail campaign. I sent out 320 something pre-foreclosure letters. And it was so ghetto because you know, when you make copies, you could see the black three ring. <laughs> the line. I'm not even kidding you. It was so ghetto, Oh man! but that's what it, it was. It wasn't perfect. No, it I was. love, I love that. Oh, no. and, and, well, and just for just this one second, let's talk about it. So how many types of letters, how many marketing strategies did you implement immediately? <laughs> on back? I, I just need clarity in this part, right? Just, just give it to me one more time. That's it. One. 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 
Yes. One. And it wasn't even like I sent out 30,000 pieces. I sent out like 320 something pre foreclosure letters. I went to a company. Uh, one of the things I learned at that boot camp, a company called Foreclosures Daily, which I think is still around. I yep. bought a pre foreclosure list from them. I went to, uh, to Office Depot. I bought some envelopes. I got some stamps. I went to FedEx. I printed out a bunch of copies, a bunch of copies. And then literally at my parents' dining room table, which they still have, is where I started direct mail. Yeah. Wow. That's one thing that I want our listeners to really understand is that you've got Alex Pardo here saying that he focused even in the beginning on one channel of marketing. There's so much gold in that. Yes. It's like, don't get distracted trying to spread yourself thin, yes. trying to do 10 different things in marketing. Focus on one thing. Get really good at that. Be precision. Precision is what's the key. Yes. Be precise. Know your marketing and get really good at it, become an expert in that, then grow and develop and, you know, expand and right. add more things to your portfolio. Yes. Yep. It's, it's so, it's so good. And I want to, I want to throw out this example in case maybe they're like, they're like ear numb to what we're saying. Cause they've heard that do one thing and do in case they just heard that. Think about this. This show is sponsored by hive mind CRM. It is more than just a CRM. It is a real estate and business mastermind that comes with an all-in-one CRM. You can have unlimited websites and users. You can call, text, RVM, and email all-in-one user interface. And you can set up custom automations for any type and multiple businesses. 65% of companies start using a CRM system within the first five years of business. Once implemented, the HiveMind will save you on marketing, give you more time, and make more money. One of our users had his first $100,000 month using our system in June. We want to see you automate and accelerate your business. Text us at 210-972-1842 for future meetings. And of course, to get our $1 course on how to make more than six figures on one land deal. You can schedule your free demo today at hivemindcrm.io. What if you hurt your leg or there was a foreign object in your in, in your leg? Right. You want the doctor to go in your leg to get it out. You don't want them to go through your earlobe, through your nose, oh. through your hand, you know, through your stomach. You want them to go. And, and it's just like that with yeah. this. Yeah, that's right. Spot so on. I, really, I hope they hear that. Keep keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep no, no. So so look, <laughs> I, I remember I remember being super fearful of just, uh, you know, like, OK, these people are going to call me. And then what am I going to say? So I said, I'm not going to worry about that for now. Let me just get the letters out because now I'm putting myself in a position and an environment where I just have to figure things out. And wow. in that manual, there was a script, right? Like, here's what, here's how the conversation should go kind of thing. But there was some natural fear inside of me. But again, I kept going back to, you know, Tony Robbins talks about like, is the pain of doing something greater than what you ultimately want? And for me, the pain of going out and getting a job was like, that was, that could have been death to me. Like that, I would have been the ultimate failure in my head. That would have been the story I would have told myself. Yeah. So yeah, uh, guys, I sent out 300 and something pre-foreclosure letters from this foreclosures daily list that I bought. And it wasn't until about four or five days later that calls actually started coming in. And uh, I remember fumbling my way through conversations, stuttering, just sounding like a complete rookie, like making every mistake in the book, not knowing what I was doing. Like I, you could tell I was probably reading from a script and, uh, but 
from that one campaign, I got two appointments. Oh, I got two wait, appointments. Wait, 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 hold on. Awesome. We, we don't want to, we don't want to miss this part either. I love that we can dissect it. This is so good. So how many, how many <laughs> conversations, was it like you got two appointments from the two calls you made? No, or- no. I, I, I must've had, and this was 2005, right? So whatever it is, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago that this was, I probably had, I don't know, 15 to 20 conversations from 300 and something direct mail pieces. And yeah. from those conversations, yeah. I got two appointments. And I remember like, I don't want to curse on your show, but I just remember feeling, uh, I was very nervous. Let's just leave it there. I remember what, what, I remember when I, I remember when I scheduled those appointments, I'm like, I'm going to be meeting face to face with people. And you have to remember, I hit a pre-foreclosure list. That, that's emotional for a lot of people. Like people yes. are about to lose their home. And I was like, here I am, this 25-year-old. I still consider myself a kid. I have no, I've never bought real estate before in my life. And I'm going to meet with them to potentially buy their house, but to, they're looking at me as like a solutions provider. Yes. Yeah. And and I remember feeling the weight of that responsibility, you know, mm. and uh, and so I mean, I'll, I'll pause here for any questions you might have. But yeah, I went to two appointments and the first appointment I went to, uh, I'll never forget. It was an Asian family, beautiful family. They owned a restaurant and um, it's called Cutler Bay, a particular neighborhood in Miami. And this was your typical three bedroom, two bath. I think at the time this was late 2005. The house was probably worth about 160 to 180. Somewhere, no, I'm sorry. The house was worth 250, and I ended up getting it under contract for 160. Um, but check this out here's what's crazy about this at that first appointment, they signed over the deed to me because they signed. So, check this out this is a true story. So, um, they were behind on payments, and uh, I essentially thought because one of the things I learned at this uh, marketing for deals bootcamp was there was a speaker on there, a guy by the name of Mark Sumter. And he, I don't even think he's in the business anymore. And he was teaching something called short sales. Uh And he was teaching how you could work with the loss mitigation department of these banks Mm -hmm. and you could reduce what's owed. And these people were behind on payments, even though there was equity in the property, I thought, well, okay, I need to do a short sale here. So I get the contract, I get them to sign over the deed to me and I start collecting like the authorization to release information form. Like I'm literally at the kitchen table with them and I brought my binder from this thing. I just took, I just took out like the paper in the front that says marketing for deals. So it's like a blank binder and I'm looking at the short sale checklist and it says, okay, I need an authorization to release information. I need this. I need that. And I'm legit looking at this. Okay. Here's what I need. And then here's the form. And I started collecting everything. And I look back and I'm like, I was so foolish because I I just didn't know what I was doing. But these people, they trusted like their situation to me. Thank God I'm I'm somebody, you know, with integrity, right? That I wasn't there to like take advantage of them. But like anybody could have just taken the deed, stole the house. Like I just think of all this, how this unfolded. And thank God that, that I just... I was genuinely trying to help these people. And I was so nervous that like, I was just like stuttering at the meeting. And if, if you guys know me, I'm, I, I consider myself a pretty confident guy. But at that time, I was just like, I don't know. I was like, what am I doing here in this stranger's house trying to like walk them through like documents I need to start a short sale? It was crazy. Wow. wow. So 
all I can say right now, Alex, I have so many questions to dig into, but I want to definitely just pick out one thing that the listeners need to really hear is what I'm hearing from you is you took a massive amount of imperfect action. You weren't waiting to get everything right with a phone script. You weren't ready. You weren't trying to get everything right with how, oh man, how am I going to talk to him when I get there? Yes, you were a little bit nervous that you, you had maybe a little bit of doubt, but you took the action. Like you were focusing on what you did not want to do. You just like, I'm not going back to, 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 to nine to five. I'm not going back to that job. I got to make this work. Yeah. And so with that, you took a whole bunch of action, which man, you, you, you probably blessed so many people because as of that. As a result of that. As a result and, and of a, that. And another thing, how easy would it have been if you didn't have that binder? If you just said, I'm just going to do real estate and I'm just, I'm not going to invest in myself. I'm not going to invest in education. I'm just going to go in this whole thing blind. Yeah. You would have had a reference. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and I also, one of the things that I think, I think I want to mention, cause I want to give him credit. My friend Ray, the guy that invited me to this boot camp, I remember when I first met with these people and I got all this paperwork and I went back home and I'm like, like, what do I do now? And I, and I had this reference, but I'm like, and he had done some real estate deals prior to me. So I called him and I'm like, dude, I went to this appointment. I got this deed. I got all this paperwork. He looked at the deal. He's like, you did what? And long story short, there was so much fear that I would like fumble this thing up and screw it up for these people and screw it up for myself, quite honestly, because I needed this thing to work. I needed to, you know, to, to help them and make money at the same time. I brought him in as a partner to this deal. And wow. from that, from that point forward, we kind of like spearhead the whole process together. Uh, but wow. yeah, from, from there, you know, it, it was just funny if I, what I could pay to listen to my conversations with the loss mitigation department and what they might be thinking, because I was operating off of scripts from this manual, just trying to negotiate a short sale 48 hours earlier. I didn't even know what a short sale was. You know what I mean? It's like, and here I am calling the, the, the bank and they had a first mortgage, a second mortgage and trying to negotiate these short pays. Long story short, um, we got a successful short pay. We ended up making $44,000 in the deal, which I split with my partner. Oh my God. Uh, $44,000. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Do you know how much the, the average American <laughs> makes between 35 and 40,000 a year yeah, working wow. 40 hours wow. a week, 50 plus hours, 50 plus weeks out the year. Yeah. yeah. Y'all hear that? That's real estate, baby. Mm-hmm. Keep going. That's it. That, that, that's what it is right there. And uh, so that, that 22,000 bucks I made, I took half of that and I put it back into marketing. And I wow. said, if I could, if I could, if I could make with the help of a partner, if I could make 44,000 and I was so naive guys that I thought, well, damn, all my deals from here are going to be like 40 plus thousand dollars. My next handful of deals were like between five and 12. So uh-huh. I, I, I don't want to like make it sound like I'm patting myself in the back. Like I knocked this thing out of the park. The only reason we were able to like do that is because we actually like negotiated with the bank and we got them to accept less than what was owed. And we ended up wholesaling it to a cash buyer um, and we made a pretty decent spread. But the next handful of deals were just your, your typical, you know, uh, wholesale assignment fees that I was making like between five and 12 grand on. So I have a, question you know me i'm a details guy and i yeah, know that some, some of my listeners or some of our listeners on here are going to be like me from point uh from the beginning of actually sitting down at their home to actually closing how long did it take i met with them 
end of October okay. of 2005. We closed mid January 2006. So it was about what two and a half months. Hey, that's that's incredible. Yeah. It took me what almost a year to do my first deal. Yeah, and I had no blueprint. So I would I would have paid $9.97 all day long <laughs> to close in two months yes. to make. Oh. Guys, yeah. all day. Had it not been for that decision, it probably would have taken me two years to do my first deal. Like wow. I, I know I would have figured it out, but I would have figured it out like with a lot more brain damage, a lot more like just lessons learned, mistakes, probably money lost. So uh, wow. in, invest in yourself. That's the best. I was just talking to my daughter. You know, I'm talking to my daughter. I'm teaching her about money and being a good steward of money. And I'm trying to to teach her. You know, she's four years old. I'm trying to teach her the best investment. Do you know what investment is? And I kind of like define what an investment is. I try to break it down for, I said, the best investment you can ever make. I said, you know what it is? She goes houses because she's heard me. Right. I said, no, it's in yourself. <laughs> Invest in yourself. So, so that's cute, it. <laughs> you can, but, but that's the one person you can bet on that you yeah. know is going to be there is yourself. That's yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. I love it. And you have, you got to have it. You guys know we're, we're believers, right? You got to have this unwavering faith. Ooh. One thing, one thing is to bet on yourself. Another thing is to invest in yourself, mm -hmm. but then you got to put the work in. Like it's yes. not going to just get handed to you. Uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta just put in that relentless work and you're going to get scraped and bumped and bruised and cut and it's going to hurt. Um, but if you just, I always say, right, you can't fail unless you quit. If you That's just right. keep, if you just keep going, you'll make it happen. But you got to put the work in. Yeah, golly. So guys, there you go, right there. I, I steal a little bit of words from Alex Pardo. I know you guys <laughs> heard me say that. If you don't quit, you know, yeah. you never fail. You know, there you go. As long as you keep getting back up, just keep pushing. Thank you, thank yeah. you for breaking that down and, and taking us through the journey of what that looked like. And it's my hope that our listeners can hear. It's, it's not going to be perfect. And it's okay to, to go in not knowing everything. Like sometimes mistakes are just inevitable. You just, yeah. you were just figuring it out. Nobody can predict the future. And I really believe that you smashed the whole, I'm afraid to fail, or I don't know what I'm doing, limiting belief. You just knocked it out, like, yeah. like unconscious. So yeah. while we're on that topic, if you don't mind yeah. sharing, what are some, what, what is a limiting belief that you had to overcome? or and or even that you overcome to this day just to keep pushing even with the successes you've had and feel free to just one either or both yeah so i'll kind of share you know i remember when i first got started um i think the fact that i i accepted this job i thought it was going to be everything i wanted it to be it wasn't and so i kind of at the time i didn't have the growth and maturity i now have right i saw that as a failure and so we, you have to be careful the stories that you tell yourself because they can empower you or disempower you. And at the time I told myself, Hey, I'm quitting this job. I'm moving back into my parents' house. Like I kind of saw myself as a failure. And so I remember, you know, while I was backpacking and making the decision to go to this event, I was thinking to myself, like, am I worthy of success? Like, do I deserve this? Like I, I, I believed in myself enough to make the investment, but I had that inner critic, that voice that we all have. Some people might say it's the devil. Other people might say it's, you know, just that, that, that sh the thing on your shoulder that says, Hey, you can't do this. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I felt like I had somebody whispering in my ear, making me doubt myself. But again, I just kept going back to the fact of like, God, God designed me to do something bigger with my life. And I'll be damned if I'm just going to be 25 years old, like, you know, living in my parents' house, 
you know, trying to like figure out my way. Like I just, that pain was so great. And I had this desire to do something with my life that I said, even though I'm uncomfortable, even though I'm making all these mistakes, um, I'm just going to do this. I'm yeah. just going to, and I, and honestly, I just, I haven't looked back and that's been a big confidence booster for me. So I think to answer your question in kind of a not short about way, um, just, uh, believing that I'm worthy, you know, wow. b- b- believing that, that I can be a success and that that's exactly what God wants for me. Love Man, it. I, love it. Jeez. You caught up with your words right now. Don't know what to say it, next. It, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, in, 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 in the spirit of that, I love to hear you share, you know, where you are now or even how people can reach you that are inspired because you, you have a phenomenal podcast and you have business. There's a lot that you're doing as well. So tell people what the other side of that, of that deciding to say yes decision and, and push and get through. Tell them about that and how people can reach you. Thank you so much. Um, it's you guys know me, right? But for those of you that don't, it's uh, it. I have a heart of that. I really want to help people. I have a genuine desire to impact people's lives and to, and to work with the right people. And Brittany and Leon obviously are, are just two of those people. I'm super grateful to be able to work with them. Uh, but yeah, I have a podcast that I launched in 2016. So it's been uh, almost six years at this point called the Flip Empire Show. Um, so if you go to uh, flipempire.com forward slash podcast, that'll take you right to Apple podcast recently had uh, Brittany on there spitting fire. So it was awesome. Uh, and, and yeah, no, I just, um, I love that platform because it allows me to just be myself, be authentic, be vulnerable, not just share the wins, but also share, Hey, I got knocked down or here's a failure. Here's a lesson learned. And so, uh, the flip empire show, I would, I would highly encourage you guys to check that out. And then, uh, Super grateful, along with a good friend of mine, Steve Cavanaugh, to, to get to co-lead just an incredible, awesome, uh, and that's not hyperbole, just an incredible group of entrepreneurs and really first people, incredible group of people. Um, and we do that. It's called Ascend. Brittany and Leon have been a part of that from since day one. And uh, sometimes I pinch myself that, you know, I, I get to do what I do. So, and then we recently closed on a, a 340 unit self-storage facility. You know, I still have some rentals and do some other things in real estate, but, uh, but yeah, those are the main things really ascending the podcast is where I get just so much genuine joy and fulfillment. The real estate, those are just vehicles to allow me to live my vision. Love it. Love it. And that's what, I mean, that's one thing that we can agree is that real estate allows us to live our vision. You know, uh, not a lot of people may be currently in that place. Maybe they are some of the listeners are, you know, still have a W-2. Maybe they still enjoy their W-2, but maybe they're just looking to get their first deal so that they can supplement their income, maybe some additional income. And that's how, that's, that's how Brittany got started. And then we're like, wow, we can actually change our lives or the direction of our family through real estate and use this tool and just this vehicle and, and take us to the moon and back, you know? Absolutely. And just to drive the point home just a little bit deeper, both of us, like everybody on this podcast right now had to say yes. Yeah. If, if we didn't say yes, this wouldn't be happening. In other words, listeners, you wouldn't be able to hear this. So when we say yes, let's, let's make sure that we realize and identify the fact that we're not only saying yes to us, but we're saying yes to legacy, mm-hmm. to not only ourselves and the impact on our life, but others and the impact we have on their life. Yeah. So well said. Yeah. It's powerful. And we thank you so much, Alex. Yes. Uh, you've been such an impact in our lives. Uh, man, 
if I did not, if we did not say yes to, to, you know, to join us in, I think that, <laughs> man, who knows where the trajectory of our life would have gone. And I'm so honored to, to be able to grow this business and in relationship with you guys and Steve and just everybody that's had a positive impact and those who we've been able to pull up with us as well. Yes. Yes, definitely. So if you have it, if once you get past doing your first deal and you are really wanting to stay in it, like you've gotten a taste of a little bit and you want, you want to do more of it, make sure that you get yourself a community. Ascend Mm -hmm. for us has been an incredible community. I, I mean, check out what Alex said. He, I don't think he's spoken of it high enough. It it is truly been a game changer for us. And on his podcast, y'all, he several hundred episodes in, like that, he lightly touched the surface. So you definitely have an opportunity to hear other perspectives there as well. Thank you so much, Alex, for being here for for leading us, um, for giving your time. I can't think of a better way to go into the holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. with being grateful yes. and being thankful. Yes. Um, those of y'all listening in, wherever you are, whether you feel like you don't have the credit or the cash, whether you feel like you don't know enough or you've got to hit certain licensings and all of that stuff, listen, you too can get your first deal and do not let anything stop you. Yes. If, if if Look, he touched on several things, being the firstborn in his family in America. They came from Cuba. Like there are so many things that he had to overcome in culture, environment, and talking to people and connecting. Like there are so many unknowns, y'all. And, and seriously, don't st- say yes. There is something powerful on the other side, whether it's yes to us or yes to somebody else that may resonate better with you. Say yes and see what God will do with it. Woo. All right, I, I love it. So you guys got me pumped up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ready to go out and do another deal now because of you guys. I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you. And this has been an incredible episode of the My First Deal Story podcast. The show is sponsored by The List Guys. Do you need more leads in your local or virtual market? One in 10 small businesses don't invest in any kind of marketing. The list guys have over 35 plus list types to choose from and you can mix and match any list or criteria. We also use the skip trace list and provide up to seven numbers and email addresses. Every list you purchase will be scrubbed against previous purchases. The list guys are here to save you time. Contact the list guys today at www.1listguys.com. That's www.1listguys.com. Thank you again, Alex, for joining us. And listeners, don't forget to subscribe and share. Peace! Take care, guys. (laughs) 